Hi Charlotte and Dean, thanks for joining us. No worries, thanks for having, no problem. having me. So obviously got off to the winning start at the weekend. How how did you think the game went on, on Saturday? It was uh, Sunday, sorry, it was quite similar to the guys on Saturday in terms of probably could have been a lot comfortable, at least you guys got the three points. Yeah, I think well for me I'm a Hibs fan. I don't know about Potsy, but being a Hibs fan, I watched the game on Saturday as well, so a little bit of deja vu at times within the in the game. Um, I think the only difference was we actually scored early, so once we got that goal, I thought we were going to go and kick on, but it's a usual Hibs way. I think we like to make it difficult for ourselves, uh, male and female, so but, uh, it was a good start to the season. It's always a hard game for us Spartans. They seem to lift their game for us a lot more than they do anyone else, so um, so it's not an easy game to go into, especially first game of the season, so I uh, job done. Obviously for yourself, Dean, that was well, your second league game in charge. Obviously, the first game was against Spartans as well. It got it got postponed, and obviously that was way back in February, March time. Yeah. So coming into the job, how how has that been with the extended period of time? Obviously, other than that sort of one game in the preseason before, it's been sort of almost a year since there was competitive football. How's that been for yourself moving into the job? Um, it was actually, in hindsight, a good thing. Uh, just the way we were announced and appointed the first time round, we were kind of we were appointed in uh, late January and our season kicked off kind of mid February, so we didn't actually have a lot of time uh, by that point to kind of one recruit players that we, we needed because we lost a few, um, organise friendly friendly games, um, everything was sort of rushed and we kind of went into that Spartans game. Although you don't say it at the time, you, you kind of we weren't in a great place in terms of we were still getting to know the players, the players were still getting to know us, um, and everything like that. So it, it wasn't it, looking at it at the time you were kind of disappointed, but having the break and then having the chance to have a proper pre-season has probably been the best thing to happen for us. I just wish the the gap what maybe wasn't six seven months. We could have maybe just done a couple of weeks to then start again, but. It is what it is, and in hindsight, I think it's, it's worked out well for us. So, right, we're in a much better place now than we were back then. And for yourself, Charlotte, how was that first game for you um, after coming up? Uh, yeah, it was it was good. Obviously, I was thrown in a centre-back, having been prepared to play centre-midfield, and I had to go back to my old position again, which was OK, because I've already got all of them habits installed. So... Uh, but yeah, it was great to see the girls' chemistry, to, uh, to be involved with that chem- team chemistry as well. Uh, I really feel like I'm starting to become part of the team now. So I enjoyed it. And how, how is it moving up, obviously, from Sunderland up to up Edinburgh and playing for Hibs? Uh, obviously, I've had a couple of spells abroad, coaching and playing, so I'm quite used to moving about. Um, in terms of setting in like long ta- long term, I am finding it difficult at times in terms of loneliness, but the girls are really the recognising the times where they need to um, pull me out of my cave because I do tend to become a little bit introverted because I, I like to stay focused and uh, I, I sometimes get a little bit probably too hard on myself at times. So I'm really glad to be amongst a good set of girls up here who can recognise that. And what, what attracted you to Hibs is sort of, as a club, obviously you'd spent the majority of your career so it was in North America and obviously down in England. What sort of yeah. attracted you to Scotland and Hibs? 
Uh, my family's got like a sort of a holiday home in between here and um, in Newcastle. So I'm up near the Scottish borders quite a lot. And I thought, yes, I say on Twitter all of the time, how much the Scottish Premier League is progressing, progressing. And I was sort of watching highlights of it. And uh, what interests me is playing in different cultures, being able to learn from different managers, different, different styles and I sort of try to pull everything into my game and yeah, it's good to be able to adapt to different styles. And for yourself, Dean, um, what would you say is your goal at this point in the season? Like, where are you wanting the team to end up in the league? Um, for us, is it, we want to be at the top end. There are ambitions and it hasn't changed. Um, the only people seem to be writing us off is the media. Um, out with kind of Hibs. So I think everyone seems to be talking about the Glasgow teams, everyone, which to me, I enjoy that. Let the, let the pressure build because Charlotte will tell you we put enough pressure on the players. We don't need it from the media anyway. But from, from our point of view, we see it no different. Now, I think you're a very brave person to write off players who've been here and done it before. We've got so many players still who's won so many trophies in this league. Whereas we seem to be getting forgotten about because teams are signing players from other parts of the world. The way I look at it is to come the end of the season, what they're saying might be true. But at the minute, we've got players who are proven it and done it. They only think their players can do it. So for me, I know other players can do it. I know other players, that the qualities that we've got, we should be the top end of the league. Unfortunately, there's no Scottish Cup this year for us, but there's a League Cup. So we want to go and win that. And we want to be firstly qualifying for the Champions League, but that means that means either winning the league or coming second. So we need to be in the top two positions. That's not changed. And for me, we've got a squad there good enough to go and challenge for this league. Albeit it's the hardest league it's ever been. We know that. But at the same time, in a strange way, that makes it slightly easier because there's more teams able to take points off each other. Whereas before, whoever lost that first game in Hibs and Glasgow City probably went on to win the league. Now we could beat Glasgow City we could get beat with Celtic, Celtic could be, there's so many teams now that could go and take points off each other and for us it makes the league exciting but aye, for, for us our aims are the same as they've always been at Hibs, we think we're the pioneers of this, the women's game along with Glasgow City and I think we're still the teams to be to be shot down so Charlotte will tell you our demands are that we, we go and challenge for the league and the Champions League and, and we go as far as we can in the League Cup. Obviously <clears throat> Hearts are in the league this season. Yeah. Is that a game that you're really looking forward to? Obviously, big derby. Is that is that something that you're really anticipating? Yeah, and to me, that's a derby. I'm not I'm not caring what people say about Hibs and Spartans. I'm a Hibs fan, so the first game I look out for, male, female, and kids, youth, is always a Hearts game. That's a game that, that we want to win. That's a game we want to go and show that we're the best team in Edinburgh. Now, the reality is, Spartans have been the Edinburgh derby for so long, but I think anyone who's a Hibs fan or looking in, I've always got that feeling towards Hearts. And, and if you're a Hearts fan, that feeling towards Hibs. So, guys, for me, it's we're looking forward to it. I think it's the second last game of the first round of fixtures. So, anyway, I would rather it was a bit earlier because kind of the anticipation you want it to come. But I make no bones about it. The players will know how big that game is and, and what it means to, to the club to, to go and win them. I think I realised that I realised that rivalry when I turned up to Edinburgh in a uh, maroon jacket. Eh? <laughs> oh no! Absolute error. We were doing a media day and she came out the train station, so I met her at Waverley to pick her up. 
with the media guy Dougie and I thought Dougie went, is that there? I went, no, nah, that person's wearing a maroon jacket. <laughs> <laughs> right there, it was Charlotte, so she quickly got told to take that off. <laughs> oh, Getting off on a good start. I didn't, yeah, I didn't realise how strong the rivalry was between Hearts and Hoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to be fair to Hearts, speaking of Hearts, they brought in a new manager who's Andy Cut. Now, yeah. I don't know his knowledge of the women's game, but what he does have is a knowledge of what the derby means. So, I'm pretty sure Hearts will be up for that game as much as we are. So it's up to us to make sure our players, including players like Charlotte, who are maybe new to Edinburgh and new to the team, that, that what Hibs Hearts means. And um, it's a big game and one that we're not prepared to go and lose. So just moving on to one of the questions that we've had in from like on Twitter, I think especially just now with the sort of COVID and everything, how is the match day sort of preparation affected in comparison to what maybe would have been eight, nine months ago? Yeah, it's massive. It's massively affected. I mean, we don't have access to changing rooms right now, which is a nightmare. So the, the, the players are going home or bringing their strips to the games or coming ready to play. We, we've tried to implement certain things, both from a psychology point of view, to make it feel like game day as much as we can. That we say you must still turn up in your full tracks, so you have your strip on underneath. We'll tell you when to start getting ready for the game, that sort of thing. But the, the reality is it's impacted massively at the minute. Um, and it, it's not ideal. But I would much rather be doing what we're doing than not playing at all. So um, there's there's just so many small things that even injured players can't attend the games right now, which we hate um, because what we can only take at the minute is we can only take a group of 24 bodies to a match, whether that's players and staff. So if everyone's fit, you take 18 players and six staff members. If you've got injured players, what we're doing is we're reducing the players that turn up to the game allow more staff members to attend because at the minute we're having if everyone's fit we have to go with a reduced medical team reduced med- media team and everyone kind of plays a part on a day because if we're having to reduce that I may have to do extra things which is taking my attention away from what I'm meant to be there to do and vice versa maybe the physios doing the same or the assistant managers doing the same so it's a shame but at the minute it's the only way we can move forward and I would much rather have that problem than be told we're not playing at all so we're massively um, Cool. And Charles, from a player's perspective, how how's it, how's it changed for for yourself? Just is it is it quite is it quite difficult? Obviously, Dean said yeah. trying their best to keep it as similar as possible. Oh, massively! Like as a player, you have all of your uh, pre-match rituals with your mental prep. I mean, I'm quite I'm quite uh, strong on my mental prep as it is. So you totally have to readjust how like what you do when you do. Um, so it's going to be strange if we go back to normality and now I've set all of these new rituals and it's just, it's one of them things, isn't it? you got you got to learn to adapt. And I think that's, uh, that's COVID altogether for you, just as a general thing in life. We've just learned, we've had to learn to adapt to everything. Right, um, another question from Twitter, it's quite a strange one, but um, I think it was mainly for Charlotte, but Dean, you're welcome to answer it as well. Um, what oh, is your favourite suit? <laughs> <laughs> I've realised when I came up to Scotland that everyone loves soup up here. <laughs> yeah, I hate it by the way. I hate it. Cannot stand it. Weirdo. Well, to be honest, like obviously you've got to love a homemade broth, but uh, I think growing up, weirdly, a home comfort of mine is Heinz tomato soup, and I've actually I've actually not long just bought some for the. Uh, but just like a, a snack and stuff. So, yeah. Heinz tomato soup. I love Heinz tomato soup. 
random question. Dino, what about you? What's your favourite suit? I'm quite a fussy eater, you know, so um, it's probably why I'm, I'm not as looking as much an athlete as maybe Charlotte does. So, oh, I know, um, I know your pain. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I, I just like homemade soup. If it's not homemade, I won't eat it. So I'm pretty much just stuck on boring, but lentil, homemade lentil soup's my, my go-to. So, so that's kind of the only one. That's well, yeah. healthier than my hands. <laughs> well, there you go. That's true. That's true. Um, it's how often I eat it. It's probably the problem. It's not often. So. <laughs> yeah, I when, you just, when you just need it, when you need a home comfort, though, that's what I feel like I needed recently. Someone once said to me when I was at work, he had soup for his breakfast, and he was like, "Soup should be a breakfast item," and that made a lot of sense to me. That's early lunch, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, moving on from, from that riveting <laughs> question about soup, um, is there a big difference kind of between um, English women's football and Scottish women's football, do you feel, Charlotte? It's a bit of a strange one because obviously I was out of the English game for a little bit, for, for some time. Um, but the league that I was playing in last year, I think in terms of speed and uh, the intensity that we play, it is a lot quicker. Uh, in terms of tactically, I think it's quite similar. Uh, but again, with it being the third division of the English league, you're sort of attracting the best quality young players. Um, so yeah, the, like I say, the intensity is a lot quicker up here. And just, Dean, obviously you touched on it earlier with the investment that's sort of been made at Celtic and Rangers and yeah. of Hearts sort of they've put some money in as well. I think that recently, obviously, Hibs have lost a few players sort of consistently every every sort of close season. Like players like Jamie Lee Napier have went south and stuff. Yeah. Are you envisaging that that's going to be something that you're going to have to really tackle as Hibs manager? Like, do you sort of already have expectations of players are going to progress and keep on bringing through youngsters to sort of replace them? Yeah, I think so. I mean. I think that's very similar to the men's game. If you look at like if you look at the financial differences between the men's team and maybe the old firm, the reality is if, if the old firm want your player, there's a good chance that they, they could make a reasonable offer that could tempt the club to do that. And for us it's not really much different. It's not so much the old firm here, but teams down south. So if a team's got more money and they're willing to pay the players more, they're going to be attracted to that. And that's just natural. So a lot's been made of that, and that, that it actually is it's frustrating a way because it's like when the media are making a lot of that, they're kind of hinting that Hibs aren't doing enough, but as you go, well, you're not really saying the men aren't doing enough. So that's just the way we are. We, we're not as big. We don't get as much money coming in through sponsorship revenue as English teams get. So for us, I, I mean, now, now what's different is we have the players on contracts. So we've got a bit more power over it in terms of, Hopefully we can get a transfer fee for these players now, whereas before we didn't. So we got a transfer fee, we can now invest that back into the squad and we can maybe now attract other players like we brought in Potsy from down south. So before that probably wouldn't have happened. But now we've got kind of, I don't know if you know, we've now got our own board and stuff. We've got our own money and we can invest it our own way. So we can now start investing into the players as well as just the structure behind it all. So I, I mean, it's... It's definitely going to keep happening. Now, if we keep losing players, it's because we're doing something right. If we're losing players to the English Super League, then and I, but it means we're in a good place. And I don't look at that as a negative. I look at it more as a positive. And when teams start stop looking at our players, it's probably because we're maybe fifth, sixth, seventh in the league. 
as we're still at the top, teams are still going to look at their players. And um, but I, I don't think that's a negative. I think it's a positive, and it's one that Hibs should be proud of. The amount of players that we've progressed and and, and I think changed their lives or or played a part in changing their lives. And speaking to the caliber of player that um, Hibs have always had. Um, my sister, uh, growing up, she was playing. Um, she played for like the youth team and stuff. And there's always quite a lot of um, great players coming through. Is that something that you're looking to take advantage of as manager at Hibs? Yeah, I think. Uh, well, obviously, my, my background came from that. I came from the youth system, so I started off at the 15s, progressed to the 23s, and now, obviously, now with the first team. So, I is it's one that I'm very knowledgeable of is the Hibs youth system and, and who's in there and who's not in there and, and where we need to strengthen. So I think if you look at the squad as well, I think I don't know if we've got the youngest squad, but we can't be far off the youngest squad in the league. Another thing was recently we worked out that forty percent of our first team came through the, the academy. Now that's a massive number. Um I think if you added two or three players into it like two or three more, it would be fifty percent. So we're not far off being halfway of our squad being coming through the youth setup. So it's, it's a very high number and it's, it's something the club should be proud of. Um, so I, and it's something that, of course, we're going to have to continue. Like like most Scottish clubs, we're, we're not the richest clubs in the world. So we have to make sure we've got the youth set up correct and Joelle's done a good job with that. And again, B. Rosie Livingston just came through recently. She's made her debut against Hamilton and scored in a friendly. She was on the bench at the weekend. So that could be the next one that maybe steps up permanently in the next year or two. So... Uh, it's, it's definitely an aspect and an avenue that, that we can never turn our nose up at. If anything, we're going to rely on it more um, as the years progress. So, Joel's done a good job and I'm pretty sure that we'll, we'll stay in good hands with that. Just sort of, sort of touching on, like, maybe you said there's some comparisons between the men's team and the women's team. Obviously, Charlotte, yeah. um, a, couple, a couple, was it maybe last month or something, you'd put that you'd had a conversation with a guy in the gym and he was talking about how he had judged a player's ability before. He'd never seen her play and he'd done it on like appearance or whatever. And obviously, uh, just earlier today, it was announced that Ryan Portress has put money into a charity around that focuses on sort of like equality and it's yeah. going to be focused on bringing that into women's football. Do you, do you feel like there's a g- gradual change to bring the women's game up to like where it should be on par with men's football? I think Hibs do a good job of trying to give as much coverage to the Hibs game. Do you feel like uh, the Hibs women's team, do you feel like it's gradually getting better and the more, or do you think it's still sort of quite stuck in that maybe dark past, like with the conversation you had? Yeah, I definitely think that coming up here, you re- I'm realising that like it might be a little bit behind England in terms of its uh, starting to, the quality starting to get, become, like they're going to increase on the equality. But I'm realising that the, the identifying change needs to happen and part of my job with Show Racism the Red Card is equality and I was actually delivering a, um, a work, helping delivering a workshop to the Scottish PFA yesterday and one of the questions they, they asked me how can we sort of help with the media side and help promote the women's game a little bit more so you're saying little things like this and when you say lots of little things that's when change comes to happen. And I'm definitely saying that it's going to start to rise a little bit more and more. And you're only going to see that through the quality as well. Because, like I say, as a player, whatever the money attracts, sort of sponsorships, you get you get looked after. Player care is really, really important because the more you look after your body, 
the more you can spend on your nutrition in the gym, um, the less that a female player has to go out to work. If we have to go out to work through the day, and I mean, I fully admit yesterday, I came to training shattered because I had spent all day at work and I didn't have that mental prep to go and train. So I've had to be, I've had to load up on the caffeine and I've had to try and like just get in the zone. Whereas if you prepare without having to go to work, you're going to be training better quality consistently. And that's where as a player, you become more consistent. So yeah, I think it's really important that we need to uh, up the equality on female football if we're going to, if we want to raise the standard. I think it's definitely something we want to try and give as much coverage as we can, obviously, to the women's team this season. It was perfect. Obviously, the game was shown at the at the weekend, and hopefully we can continue and maybe catch up with you guys throughout the season as well. And sorry, just to take us off on a tangent, I don't know, Charlotte, you probably definitely haven't. Dean, obviously, as a Hibs fan, maybe you've caught some of the podcasts. What we do is Harry's High B quiz. So we've put Harry's put a small quiz together to sort of test your knowledge of Hibs, Charlotte and Dean as well. You can get involved. See what see if you see if you know I don't know any of the questions. Harry always throws them randomly at me and Greg. So get Google get Google away and just answer as much as possible. And Charlotte, hands on your head. <laughs> and I will He has uh, never win. I will uh, pass over to Harry for, for this impromptu quiz. All right, so I'm glad it quizzes as it is, never mind hips. <laughs> just, before, just before Harry starts, um, me and Ewan aren't very good at either, so please don't worry. <laughs> no, if, you, if you go and listen to any of the previous podcasts, it always ends up with me and Greg fighting over who gets the points and stuff. So. Aye. This does right, so not do me any favours because right. I'm so competitive and I'm oh, over Listen, for a Harry's High B quiz, here's how it goes. There is no rules and we make them up as we go along. We normally just have really random questions that are more life questions, but I've kind of mixed up. So we've got one Hibs question, which I think Charlotte and Dean have got a better chance answering than you and Greg, but we'll see if they prove me wrong. And then I've got a couple Daft Harry questions as well, just to see how we get on. Oh, wait, are we involved in this? I thought, I thought so me and Dean involved. are on the same team? No, no. So if everybody's on a different team. You can go on. Just want to go on the same team. Right, I will do He's that. He's not bringing me down, I'm on here. All right. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh is that how it is? <laughs> hey. All right, all right. First question. You get a point for every player that has played for Hibs that hasn't retired, that has got a cap for the Scottish national ladies team, that has played for the Hibs first team. And as a through each... Like if Dean says okay. someone, I can't then say someone. Aye, so you we'll go we'll go round Robin if you can if you can name any, then we'll give you the point. Okay. Um, do they have to be at Hibs currently, or can they? Well, no, so they don't have to. Any, have, just any. They don't have to be at Hibs at the moment. The only rule is they can't have retired and they have have to have played for the Hibs ladies team and oh, played for Scotland. Okay. Well, we got. I go first. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll make a rule just so we're not here all day. Um, you can get a max of two points. Okay. Right. Okay. Rachel Small. Smalley. Okay. Right, Dean? Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm not going to take her away from you, so I'll say Caroline Weir. Uh, Lizzie Arnott? 
Chief then our five. All right, wow. so we're all on a point. All right, back to you, Charlotte. Well, Murray. Oh, that was my, that was my safety. That was his go-to as well. Actually, I've got to go for my teamies. Kim Little. Did she play for Hibs? I didn't know that. There you go, they've all played for Hibs, what's it? There's a couple. Learning experience, you're learning everything. There's a couple still in the in the current squad. Uh, Siobhan Hunter. And Greg, you, Jamie Lee Napier. Is, oh, is Jamie Lee Napier? She was in a she, called up, she, but she played. She's not played. Hey. Oh, Greg, oh, unlucky. You know what? We hate wrong answers. Greg, you get minus one point. Going into the oh, next. We've got on. you and Dean and Charlotte on two points, and we've got Greg on zero. That sucks, Greg, for you. Right, so the next question. This is a bit, this is a bit more of a open to interpretation question. Um, last summer, I went to the Women's World Cup. I love women's football, grown up watching it and stuff. Um, and I went into a bar and there was loads of people wearing a Scotland ladies pink top, incredible top. But for some reason, on a projector on the wall was the Partick Thistle song, Partick T-H-I-S-T-L-E. And all of them were drunk and they were just singing it constantly for about half an hour, having the time of their lives. What song reminds you of women's football? Wait, come on. No, I don't know. Are you asking, is it just a, can you jump in? This is, anybody can jump in, go for it. I don't know. I worked out in America for a bit and there was a song called I Believe. Can you remember it? Oh, I believe that we will win. That's the one that always reminds me of yeah, that song. <laughs> you know, I love that. That's a bonus point. On you go. All right. So um, at the end of every round for these kind of questions, only one person gets the point, but you can get a bonus point if you say something that I like. So Dean, remember you got a bonus point. Thank you. <laughs> I literally have no idea at all. Um, Bit of equality. Our favourite song to the men's. It's coming home. It's coming home. Is oh, that no. Sorry, I had to. I had to. I had to. I had to. We deducted a point for that. That's a deduction, eh? Why? <laughs> I'm English. Of course I'm going to sing it. <laughs> Jesus. That's... <laughs> You've just lost Twitter followers. <laughs> <laughs> I've got plenty of English, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, oh, you're, sorry, you're, sorry, Scott. We're borderline losing a point, you've just lost it there, alright? You're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I honestly, oh. I'll hold my hands up. I don't have no idea. I don't have a clue. Um, I honestly don't have a clue. Because I'll be honest, uh, it's only really, I've only really started paying attention to women's football sort in the last year or two. So it's not, and I haven't been to a game yet. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I've always will, been we'll, we'll throw you a curveball. We'll throw you a curveball just so you can get involved. And Charlotte, you can try and regain your point that you just lost. Um, what song would you put on the playlist for the girls before a big match day against Hearts? Oh... Oh, something that really gets I think it has to be something that hits home about Hibs um, Are you ready, ready. I'll, I'll, I'll go I'll go uh, Hibs Heroes I think that's a very good song I'd, I'd probably have to say something like Tumbles Tornadoes that's quite an uplifting powerful song so I would have to say that Tumbles Tornadoes for ladies football mate well, It's Hibs though It's Hibs It's Hibs <laughs> One, 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 all Hibs, all Hibs. 
I'll take Hibs heroes. I think it's got quite high. I'll go with that. Very classic Hibs and get, and that's all you need. Get some Hibs in you, and you will beat Hearts nine times out of ten. I would agree. I think well, maybe it was just my age, but growing up, Hibs heroes was a song that kind of attracts me to the Hibs when I when I hear that song. That's the one that I think Sunshine on Leaf. You need twenty five thousand, eighteen thousand fans singing it. Hibs heroes is you just put on the changing room and, and listen. Oh. One or two people who are really loud, maybe. Uh, well, to be fair, it's never stopped me singing Sunshine Only from the pub on my own, so. Uh, but we drank water before the game, no vodka, so. <laughs> <laughs> and Charlotte, what song are you putting on the playlist? I was going to say Sunshine Only. Hey. But then, because because you ruled it out, because it needs 25,000 people, I would say something like Eminem or Kanye. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hardcore. Yeah. Wait, what one? Eminem or Kanye? Venom. Ooh. By Eminem. Okay. I like that. Like, aye. Mm. You'd be ready to run for a big ball after that. Got that adrenaline. Right. So you and Greg, I think your songs were a bit too oh. low down to get me going. Oh. Charlotte, <laughs> out there, so you can. You've not got a point for the round, but you've earned your bonus point back. So you're back up to two. Dean. You had a great answer with it, I believe. So you can you can take the point for that round as well. All right. So final. This is literally what it's like every week. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody can say anything right final to Harry. Question. Final question: Who is your favourite all-time women's footballer? Oh, it's got to be Kim Little, I think. Scottish, uh, an icon maybe in women's football. We've not got many of them in Scotland, and as a Scottish sports person, so. I would say Kim Little's got to be up there. I, I don't, I'm not fully aware of what, again, I'm, this is going to be such a sort of shite bag answer, but I, I'm going to say Shelley Kerr just because I think she's done a lot of good for the game since she became the Scotland national team manager. She obviously, was she the first women's manager obviously when she had Sterling Uni? And I think Shelley being involved in the game and then taking the step to the national team has really it brought Scottish football a couple of years ago to the forefront of everyone's minds. Um, and like I say, growing up, I, I, rightly or wrongly, I didn't have too much sort of exposure to women's football. Um, but like just now, I think, like, to be fair, I think the team, like, I, I, was, I, I thought the team were very good at the weekend and I thought some of the football played was really good. So I'd say it'd be hard to pick a favourite out of that, but I'd say Shelley Kerr probably just because she's really raised the profile, I think. This is some question, Harry. Um, tell you what, I'll say, I'll say Charlotte Potts, right? Because she's new to this club, and you know she played very well. I'll make sure you don't regret that. Thank you. <laughs> you know, one thing we do love is we do love pettiness on this show, and I feel that that is somewhat petty. So, Greg, you get a bonus point for that. Thank well. you. <laughs> Thank you very much. And Charlotte, do I lose a point? Do I lose a point if I say an English player? No. Depends on the no, English we'll, we'll, we'll let you off this, this round. <laughs> Are you going to let me off for this one? Well, obviously... Um, but, Greg, you've lost a point for dictating who gets points. So your background <laughs> is... <laughs> this is honestly unbelievable. <laughs> Can I steal that point, then? <laughs> Do you want to lose... Go, go for your point. Go for your point. Well, this player, because uh, she was my coach growing up as well, and I just think she's done so much for the game as a whole, not just necessarily for England, but Jill Scott. Um, I know she's even player coach at Man City now, and... 
she's just such a role model for the young kids and she's always willing to sacrifice her time to help anyone and uh yeah she's just so, she's so humble as well and she's a really nice person to speak to well, the good thing about this round is everybody's a winner because I don't. I think you've all, <laughs> all given good reasons for the players that you've picked, especially Greg Willen. Um, Thank you. That's not how competition works. Oh my goodness! All right, and um, just to stay whilst we're on the topic, I've always loved Erin Cuthbert. I think she's brilliant. Every time I watch her, she's just so exciting to play. I think she's playing for Chelsea now um, at the World Cup last year for Scotland. She nearly put us on the map. We were very unlucky not to get through, but that's a different story. But yes, so going into it, I always lose track of the points, especially if there's more than two. But coming in last place, not even getting a point, we got Greg. Well done, Greg. Thank you. And third place, we got Ewan. And our winner with four points, beating Charlotte's three, Dean's the winner. Hey! That's Dean, why I didn't you... want her on my team. I wanted to go solo, so... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I came oh. a second, so... Aye, <laughs> you, beat the boys. you beat the boys. Aye, it's no difficult, is it? We are absolutely... <laughs> uh, honestly, we get absolutely slated on this every week. Considering you've never been a female football game yet. <laughs> oh, I feel like that's, I feel like that's oh. pretty big. Uh, you'll have to come... Hopefully you'll beat a guest here this year. Well, that, that, is def- that is definitely the plan. Uh, yeah. That is definitely the plan. And especially with the games being on Sundays, it's perfect, really, to... Obviously, catch the games on Saturday and Sunday, and I know my my little sister's desperate to go to to the women's games, so I'll definitely be attending any time I can and when everything's back. And like I say, we'll hopefully do a lot of coverage over the season, um, as best we can. Maybe we'll, we'll grow the podcast a wee bit, and we'll try and sneak in as media or something, something madly. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Fa- thanks a lot, guys, for coming coming and uh, coming on and joining this evening. Uh, hopefully, it's not been too bad for you, and we've not taken up too much of your time. Good luck for the rest of the season, and hopefully, we'll be chat again soon. Well, thank, thank you for having me. Thank you. Cheers.